Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Well, welcome back, folks. Uh, this is Dust Kunkel with President Paul Lenneman again. Uh, hi, Paul. How you doing? I'm good. Very good. Well, we, we talked recently about uh, the licensed lay deacon dissent process mm-hmm. and how that has now become an actual open discussion uh, across the church. Right. Um, that's where we are in that process. So I right. figured we'd sit down and spend another 10, 12 minutes or so um, helping folks understand what that might look like, having a discussion and thinking through what, what this document is all about. Mm-hmm. So maybe just remind us briefly about the the actual document and, and, and what it's there for. The document is is there to provide an alternative theological perspective on mm-hmm. what rightly called means. Right. Because we're, we're gathered around um, the Article 14 of the Augsburg Confession, which is something that we've all agreed is accurate and reflects the scriptural teaching. And it talks about how no one should be involved in uh, preaching or the administration of the sacraments without being rightly, rightly called. called. Yes. Properly called. And the, the whole rub of the conversation is what does that mean? Right. Uh, and whether or not a person needs to be ordained in order to be rightly called. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so the the we talked about this in an earlier podcast, but there has been a process that we have followed, a dissent process in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod uh, that came from our board of directors to all the other board of directors across Synod. And mm-hmm. the result of that dissent process is now that we have a document that is public and available for people to read. At the end of the last uh, discussion, the last podcast, we encourage folks to access that document and read it. Right, right. And so uh, maybe what what we could do is just do have have you have you do a little flyover of what this document really looks like and some key thoughts, and then we'll close with uh, a recommendation um, for what's next for folks that are listening in. Sure, sure. Well, it takes on the question of what what is a right call, what is mm-hmm. a call. And, and how that fits into the church historically and scripturally. Right. Um, and also the way that our church body has put this into practice over the years. Yes. One of the, one of the really blessed things, I think, that we've had in the Northwest uh, in, in our recent history is last summer, the summer of 2018's district convention, where we invited um, the now Texas district president, Mike Newman, to come and talk to us about our heritage. Right, that's right. The DNA of the LCMS. Right. What what is it that has been our characteristics right. as a church body over the years? And um, his uh, his presentations have led us to as a district office staff produce a series of snippet videos from from those presentations mm-hmm. and study guides that congregations can use to consider what does it mean to be the church today. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got uh, folks all over the Northwest that in their congregations right now are watching some of those videos from that conference, that convention, and then doing those study guides together about the uh, DNA of the LCMS. Right. Yeah. And so what's gospel, gospel DNA? Gospel LCMS. DNA. That's, That's it. right. Yeah. What, what Workers for His Harvest seeks to do is to provide a theological rationale for seeing rightly called in a broader way than just mm-hmm. ordination. Right. And, and so we want to we foster that kind of conversation. Um, even though the, the Synod and Convention 
at the 2016 convention made a decision in one direction, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's a closed question for us as a church. Right. Well, and even that resolution itself limited the service of word, licensed lay deacons in word and sacrament ministry, uh, but it, it did not shut it down completely. No, no. In yeah. fact, it encouraged um, congregations to continue to train people right. for support roles exactly. in congregations and, and support ministries. And and I, I really want to encourage that. Mm -hmm. I, every every uh, opportunity that I've had to talk to my colleagues around the synod, that hasn't, that's not the issue. It's, right. it's not deacons are bad. That's, right. That was not what the intent of 1302A was. What the what 1302A sought to do was to try to clarify where some of those lines ought to be. Okay. And what we're seeking to do with Workers for His Harvest is move that line mm -hmm. in, a, in a, a little bit broader direction than 1302A did. Through a very Lutheran approach, which is to gather people together and to think clearly about something right. and to have a real discussion and dialogue about a particular theological concept. That's, That's right. a very Lutheran approach to, to, to who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it fits in line with our Constitution That's and, right. the, and the way that we've kind of set up our, our way of doing church yes. together. Mm -hmm. So what, you, what you'd find in the document are uh, references to the Word of God, of course, because we, we identify the Word of God as the sole source of, of uh, doctrine and practice in That's our right. church. Mm -hmm. So it's got to have a scriptural foundation. And then um, what the document does is it seeks to plumb uh, the writings of the church and the yes. church fathers to help us get a lens on what scripture may be saying in those yeah. particular places. That was, I've read the document and that was absolutely fascinating to me. There were things that I learned there about our heritage that mm -hmm. were just opened my eyes to mm -hmm. what uh, what the call looks like and, and what ministry looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that and and I also would want our listeners to to be reminded of uh, uh, President Newman's book, Gospel DNA. Right. Because I think that book does a great job of telling the story of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Yes. Perhaps in ways that we haven't accessed it before right yeah and it that also it, it it shows the heart of our forebears and the way that they went about bringing the gospel into the united states at a time of great expansion where where things were moving fast yeah and they responded fast mm -hmm. quickly and in ways that that brought the good news of god's love in jesus christ to people who may not have heard it otherwise and they didn't restrict themselves to a narrow definition of things. They didn't. They were they were faced with some real challenging realities and they kept rolling. And, and we're here as a result, really, because of that. Especially yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, especially <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. Well, you know, Mike Newman, you can thank us for plugging your book on our podcast. Uh, Which he time. has many times. Has. That's so, all right. <laughs> uh, you can find that book on Amazon. It's mm -hmm. Gospel DNA by uh, Mike Newman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what we're... We, we want to encourage in this podcast is to take that content. After you've taken time to read Workers First Harvest, look for opportunities to dialogue with, with other people about it. Yes. Because I think the way that this is could have an impact is if we actually work with, with the thoughts that are within that document and seek to make a reasonable application to where we're at today. Right. Um, it's It's not realistic for us to think that we're all going to be of the same mind on this. 
Yes. Um, and uh, unfortunately, a convention vote does not determine doctrine. Right. It just says this is where we're at today with this group of people. Yep. And we. That's a very important clarification. It, it's very important. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just gives us a kind of a set point for for proceeding as a group from here. Right. But that doesn't mean that the conversation should end. And in fact, I think it's really important that it doesn't end. That mm. we continue to work with this issue. Um, one of the statements that's in the in the conclusion of the document, I'd like to read out loud. Yeah. Because I think it, it provides uh, a context for why we're doing this podcast, why I presented the document again to the district, mm-hmm. and why we're going to be sharing it with the church at large. Well, that's good. Read it. it, it yeah. This, this is what, what it says. This document is presented in love for the sake of future ministry in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, so that discussion might take place, and God willing, and with his blessing, I'm going to add, the theology presented here might not be lost among confessional Lutherans. Mm. I think it's it's important for us to, to state up front that we're not seeking by presenting this document to not be confessional. Yeah. We're, we're trying to work within the confessions. Yes. It's just a different angle on what those confessions say. Right. And it, it's about, I think, um, recognizing that the the good news that God gives to us in his word mm-hmm. is given to us in this particular context at this particular moment in yeah. history. And that, uh, especially the New Testament, offers us a lot of freedom for making an application of that good news yeah. in, in ways that people can hear it and receive it and be blessed by it. Paul, as you're talking and, and as you were reading that, I can tell that you're passionate about this. Mm. And can you just touch on that for a moment? What what makes this so meaningful to you? Oh, I think about I think about all of the people that are around us mm. who need what God wants to give them. Right. And on, I, obviously, I think particularly about people who are close to me, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking about people in, in our communities. Yeah. Um, the Northwest is a, a very non-institutionally churched group of people. Yeah, and I, true. Cindy and I were just watching uh, uh, an Oregon Field Guide mm-hmm. on oh, television the other night. I, like I love Oregon yeah. Field Guide. And the story mm-hmm. was about the uh, the so- solar eclipse we had. Oh, yeah. That was a, a little while time. ago. It was crazy. <laughs> well, this group yeah. of people uh, from Oregon Public Broadcasting went up into the Cascades near Central Oregon, I think, like near Broken Top. Okay. And they were they wanted to film it from up there. Uh-huh. And so they do this and, and they show the totality and this one person on the crew goes, Wow, that was so spiritual. <laughs> yeah. And it is. Yeah. There's no question. And then you got other people who are using the uh, the the words oh my God quite a bit. Uh-huh. And not connecting the dots right. between those two things. That's the culture in which God has put us. Right. Where people perceive that there's something big out there yep. that's spiritual, that's outside of themselves, that's that's greater than they are. Mm-hmm. They even use God's name, yeah. but they don't see him as a person right. who loves them. They don't see him as as a being who's sacrificed for their sake. 
who seeks deeply uh, to be beneficial on their behalf. And to be Love restored them. relationally yep. to them. Yes. So that the, the relationship that was broken by sin can be healed. Mm. And, you know, if there's if there's a passion that, that I have, it's it's that people would connect those dots yeah. and recognize that spiritual and love and peace, they have a name. Right. And his name is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and that we, we have the opportunity to help them discern what the essence of what they're seeking is really all about. That's right. And, and I heard you say, too, that our context really does matter, that we live in a place and we, we work with and have family and neighbors and, and folks in our communities who just, they just don't function in an institutional way, in uh, looking at institutions Any as, institution. as, 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 a, as what... Uh, is w- to where they look for their truth. You right. know, they get their truth in other ways. So right. to connect and to communicate with them, uh, to bring the gospel in a way that people can understand and really even have a conversation about means um, being in their space. Right, yeah. right. And and it does mean bringing people to the gifts of God in word and sacrament. Yes. It's not an either or. That's right. And it's not saying that if you're if you are going to go in one direction that you don't value word and sacrament. Yeah. That is just not the case. Right. The case is is that we want people to receive it. Exactly. We want them to be blessed by it. That's right. And so, um, in in many of our circumstances and in many of our situations, full time professional ministry is just not right. a possibility. And so we're looking for ways in which we can bring the gifts of God into a community. Yeah. That's what it's about. You know, Paul, this has been a great conversation, partly because you answered my question about why this is meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. And um, folks, I hope you, you, uh, wherever you are, uh, find meaning in this document, Workers for His Harvest, as well. And really, truly, meaning in the conversations that you have with other people. Mm -hmm. The purpose of this particular podcast really has been to underline um, our hope that uh, wherever you are, you find some other folks who are willing to read the document as well and, and have a discussion with you about it. Sure. That's really the heart of, of how we do things as Lutherans. That's part of our heritage is thinking clearly about things and, when, and looking to others who are also thinking about uh, theology and the scriptures and having a real conversation about that. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to do that wherever you are mm-hmm. and uh, make the time and, and take the effort to do it. Yep, that can happen in your homes. It can happen in small group Bible studies. It can happen in Sunday morning Bible studies. It can happen in elders meetings. It can yes. happen in women's group meetings. It can happen anywhere. So I would just really encourage you to take this issue to heart, mm. um, not insisting that you agree with everything that's in that document, but I, I certainly hope you'll interact with it and allow it to uh, speak to your position. Wherever you are, uh, listener, we invite you to join us um, in your daily walk in praying for workers for his harvest, like Jesus commanded. Mm -hmm. That's an important thing, and that's something that we do pretty regularly here in the Northwest District office. You bet. Fields are white. Until next time, uh, we'll catch you on the next bend. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.